We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, hey, how, how would y'all feel if A-Rod was on, was on the offense side of the ball, man? First of all, throwing you dots, handing you the ball off, throwing you them swing routes, them wheel routes. They're going to open it up for me. So they're going to be scared of them. Boom, hand me off the ball. We yes, smooth. Sir. Super Bowl. Right, That's hey, easy. Hey, how would you feel getting them dots? Man, I just know it's going to be precise. It's okay. the main thing I think about when I think about A-Rod. So. So that is Sauce Gardner, Brees Hall, and Garrett Wilson burning a cheesehead to try to convince Aaron Rodgers to come to the New York Jets. Which, by the way, has not happened yet. When it just did, would cheese would just melt, wouldn't burn. Cheese melts. Cheese melts. And this then is, it, this and is then, a foam and cheese then head. Though sometimes it becomes more delicious. Melted cheese. So if you, oh, melt, yeah. if you're Rogers, you might wouldn't you be like, hey guys, I mean, I appreciate the effort, but that actually looks that, that looks, looks great. Looks tasty. It's like queso now. I need some toast. For that. You're dipping toast in melted cheese? No, you're melting cheese on toast. Oh, okay. Right. Ooh, yeah. Like a... Grilled cheese. Grilled cheese or... Yeah. Sauce Gardner also said, there's a quote from him about package deals. The idea that if the Rodgers trade goes through, it might not only be Aaron Rodgers. It might be somebody else coming. Pending free agents, the rights to a player. Like, do they bring David Bakhtiari with him? Does Rodgers... As part of this deal, say I like it all. By the way, Green Bay, I want one. I want to go with one friend. <laughs> yeah. Hey, mom and dad, I want to take a friend on our vacation. David Bakhtiari's coming with me. So, hey, yeah. Jets. Maybe he, that would be one of his terms with the Jets. Okay, I'm in. But you also have to trade for him and convince them to do it. That's probably a good call by them too, because isn't the one concern the Jets have their offensive line? I mean, Bakhtiari was just a name that was mentioned as potential. It's going to be Randall Cobb, right? Because <laughs> he always—it's always Randall Cobb. They cut Bar- Braxton Berrios. It's going to be Randall Cobb. Danny Briere is a GM. It is an interim tag for now. Yep. But Briere, Drury, and Greer, Mike Greer, are all NHL GMs. Yep. Kevin Adams, by the way, was on the team that beat that team. How does that feel? <laughs> he's, he's a GM too. There are three O five O six Saber GMs in the league, and the Sabers have a guy that was on the O five O six Hurricanes. Come, I'm. He's done a good. I've liked the job he's done, but <laughs> woof. Yeah. Eight oh three oh five fifty. We'll take your phone calls. So Rogers to the Jets. I mean, at this point, if it doesn't happen, wouldn't you be stunned if it doesn't happen? If it doesn't happen, what's he going to do? Retire? Yeah. Is that the second most likely outcome? Unless somebody else gets involved, but who's that at this it's, point? It's got to happen by now. Is it weird? There's only. It feels like there's only one team in the race for him. Or is that because everyone knows well, it's Jets or bust? Allow me to make a comparison. There aren't that many buyers for a $60 million quarterback who's at his age that you, A, have a job opening, B, uh-huh. you have a roster that fits in that, the win now. That, that someone like that would want. It's right. kind of like, I just found this today, Shad Khan, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars in Fulham, is selling his $200 million super yacht. Not that many buyers. Yeah, who's he going to sell it to? N- right. Would I like it? Sure. But just there's not that many buyers. His super yacht, 
which is named Kismet. Kismet. Yeah. Has seven suites, can house 12 guests, a crew of 28. 28 wow. people work on this Just, just to work it. <laughs> yeah. It has a, on the bow of the super yacht, as a 3D printed Jaguar. Wow. Because he's the okay. owner of the Jaguars. He's all about the Jaguars. It comes Does with, that make it harder to sell? The 3D printed Jaguar? I, I feel like front? you're going to want to get that replaced. I think you're going to want to. Like, I'm, I'm going to keep the Jaguar, though. Two spa pools, a multi-level swimming pool on this wait, yacht. Wait, wait, wait. Yes. Two spa pools and a multi-level swimming pool? Yeah. What, is mul- what do you mean, multi-level? That's a great is question. Is there a waterfall somewhere? Is Mo- there a slide? Do you go from one pool to the other? My first Just thought two is pools? multi-level sounds like a fancy way to say it has a deep end. Like all pools are multi okay, level, okay. but no, I think that's, it, no, that's probably what that means. No, right? I think as I'm looking at the picture, it means the pool kind of does have a waterfall on multi multiple levels. So yeah, his yacht has a helipad. Oh, of course, you need you got to get to you got to get to it somehow. Right, a gym, a movie theater, an elevator, a barbecue area, a state of the art retractable outdoor fireplace, a barbecue area. Yeah. Like a designated, this is only for barbecue? I guess so. Yeah. Does, does that just mean there's a room with a smoker? It's a good question. Is there a, there's got to, there's a smoker on that yacht, yes or no? There's that, there's no way he's taking that yacht around and can't smoke meat if he wants. Doesn't, yeah, he can do that. Is it just is two, there no bowling alley? $200 million yacht sale. He's going to sell this yacht, and in like three years, the NFL will get the public to give him money for a stadium. <laughs> well, yep. If you're trying to sell a $200 million yacht, one, how many buyers are there? And two, if I can afford a $200 million yacht, I'm going to build my own yacht. Well, right? I think he... I want to make it my own. My own. Yeah, right. Are you I want bu- your Jaguar-infested well, yacht. I, I, I should say Shad Khan's yacht is listed as worth... Okay, here we go. He bought a $312, $200 million yacht. It's quietly gone for sale. Maybe he's not selling it for $200 million because it's used. Maybe it's like, you know, $180 million or something. I don't know what the what the drive-off-the-lot price is on a super yacht. Yeah. <laughs> the sticker price? Yeah. The Kelly Blue Book value? This thing's been used. He's got to pay for that he, Trevor Lawrence uh, contract. He could, probably, he could probably say a yacht this big. Yes, it's been used, but I haven't even been in 50% of the rooms. And this yacht. <laughs> I haven't even seen half yeah. of this thing yet. I've never even been to the sea deck. Right. All right. 803-0550. Scott in Buffalo. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I've been listening, and I, I got to say that Paul Hamilton was right on when he said the Sabres have to start playing defense as a five-man unit. And Dallas put out a clinic last night like the Islanders did, but Dallas happens to have more talent, and that's why the drubbing. And I'm tired of watching the Sabres. I mean, they got to be more physical. You don't have to deliver bone-jarring hits, but you can lean on people in front of your own net and push them out of the way instead of letting them pitch a tent and make a campfire. Um, I, I really believe that uh, Don Granado's done a good job, but it's time to take the training wheels off and uh, start holding these players accountable for their lack of effort and, and, and defensive play and, and start benching some people if you have to. Put them in the press box. I mean, you know, I know it hurts their confidence, but they're professional athletes, and it, it, it's like I, I really feel it's time to take the gloves off in that regard because it's frustrating to watch. 
And uh, I'll, I'll hang up and thank you for taking my call. Thanks, Scott. On your point about Dallas, I did. I don't know if it happens every time you watch a hockey game, but I did notice and agree with the defensive clinic Dallas put on. The Sabres couldn't do anything. Yeah. They, would, they would struggle to gain the zone if they did. Dallas is moving like this perfectly in sync thing, taking everything away. And the Sabres, I mean, are they even built to do that? Are they even designed to really do that right now? It just doesn't happen that much. They're a team that scores on the rush, and if they're not going to get chances on the rush, they're maybe not going to get many chances in the game right now. And on the physicality points, one of the reasons they brought in Jordan Greenway, and yeah. part of what this team needs, we're being really honest, they need... I'm not trying to refer to these guys as boys because they are adults, yeah. but they need some kids to become more grown, yeah. whether that's man-sized strength for guys like Cousins and Krebs and Power. I mean, Quinn and Paterka, yeah, right? Like, you get, you, some of it is you just need your three rookies in your lineup right now to no longer be rookies. Yeah, Some of what you want, I think some of it will come with time. But, of course, there are decisions to make and spots that are going to be open and Dallas is one of those teams where you watch them last night and how much of their team is supplemented with veterans they're one of the older teams in hockey look at some of their important players Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benner in their 30s I know those two have been there a while but then Joe Pavelski is 38 and he rips a goal last night and he scored I think he might get to 40 old man strength old man strength and Evgeny Dadnoff they acquired at the deadline he's 33 and they got Ryan Suter who's 38 like they just they add old veteran guys, but they're not afraid to add in any position. And I'm gonna want a little of that because is all of that going to come from internal? I just I, I don't know what to do with I don't know what to do with their team right now because it feels like it feels like they we just need to wait for the off season to fix a lot of this stuff. And we need to wait for time and we need to wait for maturity from their young players, all of that combined. It's tough, though, because they were right there. Like, they score on a level where it feels like they should be in every single game that they're in. So, I... They're defensively irresponsible. They, yeah, they get pushed around a little bit sometimes. I feel like for the way this team is built, they play the exact style they should play. The only reason they were even in a race is is because they play the style that they play. Because for every... Game they lose to Dallas ten to four. There's a nine to four game where they beat Columbus. And every game where they lose seven to one to Boston, there's a six nothing win against the Kings. And there's you know like Travis Yost had this scoring is up in the league a lot. If you it's a little bit like passing in football. If you can't score, give up. You have right. to score. If you can't pass in football, give up. You're going nowhere. Can you score and play defense? Like the Sabers will have to grow into that a little bit more. I'm looking. I'm over here looking at more pictures of the yacht, the super yacht. <laughs> Have we found anything else on this? Yacht? I would. I, you know what I would say? I would pay just to walk a, a walking tour of it, just to marvel at it. A two hundred million dollars super yacht. How much would I pay? Twenty bucks. I'd pay twenty bucks just to you, walk. You on think? It. Would you what live gonna, in that house? That yacht? Yes. Rather than just live in your home. In a home. It's live. bigger than my house. It's big. They said it's it, like the size of my street. Part of the description said it was nicer than a five star hotel. Yeah. You just buy a five star hotel. He, what are they going to do with twenty bucks? You're going to hand them a twenty. What are they? What is? What is Shad Khan going to do with that? Yeah, I'm so gonna, what, he's going to look at it and say, "What is that?" Yeah, I'm going to walk up and be like, "Excuse me, Mr. Khan." Yeah, hey, hold out a twenty. Like, take a look around if you don't mind. <laughs> 
or instead, hey, instead of here, on, he's a instead of this twenty bucks, I could tell you who you should bet on to score in Sabers and Rangers tonight. I'm gonna take my winnings and <laughs> give it to Jod Khan for a tour of his boat. Rusty in Hamburg, what's up, Rusty? Yes, sir. I always enjoy your guys' show. I listen to it all the time, and I uh, hear all the time how we're a young team. We got to grow into be men, this and that. But on the defensive side of it, I feel like it's either our scheme or just not getting through to the players. An example is one of my favorite players, Dylan Cousins. I mean, he's standing behind the guy in front of the net, not even battling to try to box the guy out to get in between the man and the goalie. And he had plenty of time. And we see that more and more. Does the guy have to be 50 years old to learn how to play defense? Does he have to be in the league 10 years? Shouldn't be. I mean, defense is attitude. Talk to any coach. Attitude is defense. And I just don't see it on our team. And so I wonder, is it the scheme that we play? Is it the coaching? Because the players should be able to comprehend it. They can comprehend the offensive system. So, I don't know. I just kind of wonder on that end of it. Yeah. A lot Thanks. of players. Thanks, Rusty. We'll have to ask Don Granato a bunch of these questions on Tuesday when we get a chance to chat with him about you know, how they are trying to grow that way. He, he came in when he started and basically, I don't want to say he said, I don't care about defense, but he said it's easy. Like defense is easy. easier. Yeah, defense is easier. Yeah, and I mean that's right. Like, how many teams do hire Barry Trotz with a limited talent pool and they just make the playoffs because they win two to one all the time? It happens, and you got to do it. But I don't need this team to ever be that way. I don't know. That, they'll improve defensively. I think so. A lot of it, I think, is going to be Owen Power. He's not great right now defensively. No. Like, all year. His great play and his numbers have been, Driving. he's an elite transition defenseman. Yeah, they, are, they drive offense. And he's great in the offensive zone. Like, he's a great, but defensively, he might be more, like, replacement level right now. And if he, if, doesn't it feel like he's going to take a step where he's going to be Victor Hedman? I mean, he's 20 years old, and he computes the game at a level that is beyond almost everyone on the team except maybe Darlene. I mean that one guy could mean a huge difference in your in how strong defensively you are. Plus goaltending, just give me a goaltender where once in a while you can steal me a game. Expected goals for was what for Dallas last night? Four. It was four and a half. How about instead of giving me a goalie that sometimes when it's four expected goals and he gives me ten, I get a game where it's expected goals of four and he only lets one in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't often get that. And last night's a game where it got so bad and they whatever quit in front of the goalie. They're not going to blame it on the goalie, but. The first period was a little bit of, geez, everything that gets to the net finds its way through this guy. Yeah, like I don't, I don't want to take him off the hook for last night. It's not, of course, not an all on him. We're gonna go to Syracuse, Tony in Syracuse. Hey, Tony, how's everybody handling the Bayheim news? <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm not that connected to that scene. <laughs> okay. <but. laughs> um, sorry. That's okay. Go ahead. You're up. You're up. I, uh, I missed about 30 minutes of the show, so I don't know if this has been brought up or you guys talked about it, but it just seems like uh, the guy, you know, the team being so young, you know, you hear about it a lot in football where play a rec, you know, uh, college schedule, attend games, you know, a couple playoff games if they're lucky enough to, but they come in the NFL and then they get to that last quarter of the season or potentially the playoffs and, you know, they're, they're, they're just not used to it. It seems like the guys put a lot of effort to try to make that push to get into a playoff spot, and they've had some, you know, some clunkers along the way with Toronto 
and you know the mistakes that they're making now has just not been there all season um and maybe it's just really just a mental fatigue where you know because of the the status of being so young and a lot of rookies playing um they're just burnt out at this point um i think we're just a goaltender away next year and a few leaps like like you guys are talking about with powers and and whatnot we'll we'll be there next year i think but this year i don't know if they just have it mentally left to try to make another run and, and get into the playoffs thanks tony i mean that could that could be part of it i mean paterka sits the other night and what did we hear about that that he's never played in a grind like this and power never has and a lot of the young guys just haven't so i don't want to settle though completely for they're just completely young, and that's why they kind of fizzle at the end here. There's a lot of things that are going into it, and I do think it's worth mentioning again that they are playing a lot of great teams right now. Yeah. They're losing to teams that are better than them. And Dallas is a division leader. Right. Second in the West. There's something to be said for the unsatisfying excuse. Well, they're young. doesn't have to be wrong. It's not exactly satisfying right. for what's happening. Are you ready for an endorsement of the Derrick Henry to the Bills idea? Uh, no, I am not ready. Who is it coming from? From you? From a Bills player. Oh, no. Well, it's going to be Vaughn, isn't it? No. It's not Vaughn. Daquan okay, as as Jones. All right. Daquan Jones. I can settle for that. Tweets out because Taylor Lewan tweeted something about Derrick Henry. Taylor Lewan, by the way, UFA now, cut by the Titans. And Daquan Jones quote tweeted it and said, just imagine him being being Derrick Henry. Imagine Derrick Henry and Allen. Hashtag scary. I believe that is an, I'd be scared. That is an endorsement of the Derrick Henry idea. Uh-huh. Listen. I we, mean, on the list of Bills players I'd be worried about endorsing the idea. Daquan Jones is their best defensive tackle, but I'm it's not quite Vaughn or Josh or Stefan saying it. He's an extension candidate, isn't he? He is. He's going to the final year of his contract. He deserves one more than that Oliver does. Yep. So Daquan Jones says, what about that? His cap hit this year is seven. And they could... Okay. You could extend him and bring that down a couple of million. Mm-hmm. Um, that's We got a Bills player that's been seen with Derrick Henry. We've got a Bills player that's endorsing the idea. I mean... What are the chances that defensive players endorse the idea because they just don't want to tackle him this year? <laughs> Every defensive right. player is like, thank God he's on our team now. Um, the Henry idea. The hardest quarterback to tackle in the league and the hardest running back to tackle in the league yeah. in the same team. And there's something to be said for the Henry idea because I do think ev- almost everybody would be on board for the right price. It's just tough to know what that price is. For the right price, you're on board, right? Short term. My price is going to be lower maybe than everybody else's, though. But sure. Four million? Um, six million? Not six. Not six. Would you do Singletary? I think I would do... F- I think... I think I would do four. But that's three... I just don't... How big a difference is it really going to make on their offense? How much better are they going to get? Well... One thing it would do, market value, according to Spotrack. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> okay, it's not happening. The market, Spotrack's market value for Derrick Henry. Evan, 
I had you get the theme song to Cliffhanger from The Price is Right, right? You had, did you get that yet? I want to play a quick version of Cliffhanger here. Okay. You, you know that game on The Price is Right? Um, I might need a okay. refresher. Well, I then we'll, we'll save it for another time. We'll make sure you see it. Okay. But just go ahead and what do you think Derrick Henry's contract market value is according to Spotrek? Uh, you said you pay four. I said six. What do they say it is? Nine. Higher. Twelve. Higher. Come on. Higher than 12? Higher than 12. 15.3. Come on with that. There's no way. Is there a running back in the league that has gets 15? The franchise tag is 10. Yeah, that's insane. He's also... Tw- is that is that like the whole contract? Is it one year? What are they doing with it? Two years, 30. And he's 29 years old. No, I'm mad. I'm, you no show me, chance in hell. You show me a team that pays him two years, 30 million. I'll show you a bad team. That's. I feel like that's a move the Titans would do, but they want to move on. Apparently, who's going to give him two years, fifteen million? How many teams would you even think do stuff like that anymore? The Cowboys are one of those teams, but they've already they got just, they just franchised Tony Pollard, and they've got twenty seven million currently on their books for running back before they've done anything with Elliott. Who else is the team like this? There's no Dave Gettleman anymore. Who's no. the new Gettleman? I can't even believe that the market value would be. 15. That would be second in the NFL in running back uh, average salary. McCaffrey's at 16. Okay, so now that you know the market value is 15, if they pay him seven, think of the bargain. It's a bargain, but I want to <laughs> do something else with $7 million yeah. instead of a running back. All right, on the other side, we'll talk a little golf. Uh, take your phone calls as well, as well, but Kevin Price of the PGA Tour. He writes for the PGA Tour's website, and uh, we'll talk to him about Sawgrass this week. One round in the books, one round... Round two is underway from TPC Sawgrass. Great week for golf. Uh, So he's going to join us on the other side here on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. To the 17th we go, Hayden Buckley, his first crack at the Island Green. Yeah, I was starting on the left side of that tee box to really give myself a chance to throw it out right of that flag, use that slope. Oh, yeah, it's a save, hopefully. And we have a hole in one. Hole in one yesterday at the Players' Championship. Tough watch right now at the 17th green. The island hole with the water... And there are guys just plunking it right in. Lucas Herbert, who is in dead last at 11 over par, he was just hitting his fifth off the tee. Aaron Wise also hitting his fifth off the tee. So There was a guy that got a 10 on the 18th hole yesterday. Okay. On the 18th hole? Yeah, 18th. With the water on the left of the the fairway? Yep. All right. Okay, we're going to get Kevin Price in a moment. I'm just sending his number here to Evan, doing some bookkeeping here. Um, let's get some calls in. Brian in Williamsville. Go ahead, Brian. Yes. I might to mention about Anderson, not Anderson, but the Comrie and UPL. Um, I believe Comrie 
is a very good goalie, a little bit older, more experienced, but I believe UPL has more leg up on him from the standpoint of learning the league, getting to know different teams, everybody. The only player I think he probably saw a lot in the American Hockey League on tape would be Oveskin. The others, I give him a pass. Right now, I'm more, I'm more concerned. I told people down there, and I met Mrs. Tuck, so I know Alex. So I can easily say, yes, we are on the same path with the forwards and the defense. We have to find a backup goalie for UPL because of the inexperience and make him better like Anderson did this year, develop him, maybe keep Andy as a goalie coach, and I would ask Kyle Postle very nicely, do you want to stick with the team as an assistant coach, as a penalty-killing coach next year, and help us upgrade while we look for another player yeah. and, I, I and want, play thanks. together better? Yeah, I wonder about a poster coming back at a very small salary or sticking around as a consultant or going to the front office. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he sticks around. And Anderson, maybe. I don't – I man – I'm not locking UPL in, into a backup job. He's in the mix for the backup job, but I wouldn't lock it in. It, well, is he saying if you sign Anderson back? No, I think he was saying like as a goalie coach. I see. Okay. Yeah, no. Lukanen's a 1A or a 1B next year, I think. Do they do something that puts him down to 25 games? Probably not. Trade the 13th pick for Villiers or UC Saros? That idea... I'm, it's a different type of goalie idea, right? Because it's no longer about bridging the gap to Levi if and, you do that. Yeah. Well, he it, is 27 in a Vesna guy okay. consistently. Like he's your goaltender for maybe 10 years, which I, it's fine. I, I like it. You well, would you would have it settled. You're hoping Devin Levi becomes UC Saros. That's right. Who, by the way, I, is and, the guy coincidentally that I, Levi's always compared to. And I've yelled about trading a first rounder for a goaltender, but you know, the game has changed a little bit. And scoring's up, and goaltending feels like matters a little bit more. And save percentages from the sustainably good guys, I care about it again. Well, and is it... And if I'm trading for a guy that... When the Sabres traded at first for Leonard, he was one of three guys in a rotation that had no body of work. And right. for UC Saros, like you said, provably good. Provably good. Let me ask this, too. With the, with the, the wonder of, will the Sabres' style ever change? Well, they're going to be a high-event hockey team, right? They are going to play offensive. They're going to take chances. They're going to take risks. They're going to have lapses defensively. If that's going to be them going forward, isn't it even more important to have a star goaltender? Because of the style you play? Because you could say, you could argue that the Sabres goaltender, whoever it is for the next five years, however long Don Granato is the head coach and they play this style, that the... To be the Sabres goalie, it's harder to be their goalie than anybody else. So then it's more vital to the Sabres to make sure that they have that position locked up because they know that guy is going to have a more difficult task than the goalie of the Islanders or the goalie of the Bruins who see one shot from the slot a game maybe. DJ in Virginia. What's up, DJ? Guys, I'm here to lighten the mood a little bit. I'm here to say defense, me fence. <laughs> yes. Uh, what? Ha- All right. So we're on a bit of a losing streak. Connor Bernard, three percent, sounding great right now. 
And I'm here to say, put defense, defense, any sport and on the back of the jersey. But we need to, I think, just, you know, keep scoring. Uh, obviously, we need to score 11 now. No more defense. Let's keep just <laughs> power plays, all offense. Let's get another score on this team. All right. All right. I'm not against it. I want a Timo Meyer. Whoever the next Timo Meyer is, if he becomes available. It is, I mean, it's probably just going to be the way, it's going to be the way they play. Right? They're going to want to outscore people. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't necessarily want to see them deviate from that or panic from it. That's what I hope doesn't happen. That the offseason becomes Kevin Adams and the rest of the organization thinking they have to saw they have to change who they are. They have to overreact to we allowed all of these goals. Rather than lean in, be great offensively. I'm not saying do nothing. You know, if you want to invest in a goaltender, do it. If you want to add another defenseman, do it. Ch- uh, the next Chikrin that becomes available on the market. But I I hope they don't m- change their philosophy because this season went the way it did where they were third in the league in goals, where they are right now, and they don't make it. 803-0550 to join us. Today, the uh, the funeral for the firefighter who died, Jason Arno, seeing some pictures of all yep. that. It's a very somber scene uh, downtown. And, you know, just I just kind of want to say thoughts with him, his family. Buffalo News has an article up. They posted a picture of him with his young child, like his daughter just – so for our, you know all the firefighters out there, his family, everybody, we're we're thinking of him and of all of you. So um, you know, tough day today. Um, that's all. Extendo Sports is on the way, and we'll pass things off to the Extra Point Show as well here on WGR. Breaking sports news airs first here. Guaranteed. WGR Sports Radio 550 2020 Sports. Extendo Sports. Be caller five right now at two two one four WGR, and you can win a four pair of tickets for a one day admission to Western New York's premier garden landscape show, Plantasia, March sixteenth through the nineteenth at the fairgrounds in Hamburg. You can get more information online at plantasianewyork.com. Adam Thielen released by the Minnesota Vikings. Interested? Yeah. Are he and Diggs good? Um, I think they've sp- spoken glowingly about each other. Yeah, I think so. He oh, I had it here. I gotta find it. There, are, I, I'm pretty sure, Joe. There are only four wide receivers with more touchdowns than him in the last four years. He's got. He had six last year. Ten, fourteen, six, nine, or his last five. Yeah, it's like Devontae yeah. Adams, Tyreek Hill. Uh, don't even remember who else. He is 32. And will be 33 by the time the season starts. So he is about as old as you could get at the position. But, you know, compared to the other guys at his age, like Julio Jones, he's more productive. He had 107 targets last year. He's only missed a handful of games in the last three years. So, And he might be cheap. You know, win now type move, one-year deal. Try to get a Super Bowl before his career ends. Which means he's going to go to the Chiefs, right? Uh, <laughs> I think he could be one to keep an eye on. I mean, isn't what, what's his snap percentage in the slot? Good I mean, question. This could... I don't think it's as high as you. Okay, let me let me look though. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, because his his production, at least knowing him from fantasy over the years, is he scores touchdowns like red zone. He's yeah. big. 
Sweet. Not popping up. Not popping up? Not popping up. We'll wait. I will wait. We'll wait for this, the snot per, the, the I just, slot percentage. I gotta know, before the day's out, Adam Thielen's slot percentage. Because I feel like the the talent profile fits. Yep. It, well, it, he's still good. Well, while we wait for this website to load... He, uh, he had... You know, he had Kirk Cousins for multiple years. Yep. Sure-handed, red zone, receiver, all you... Insane people that want to tell me to get Mike Gesicki out there. How about Adam <laughs> Thielen instead? <laughs> Thielen is six foot two. Here we go. Snaps by position last year. He played seven hundred thirty-one out wide and exactly three hundred in the slot. Okay, so, so he thirty percent. That's a guy that can do both. Yeah. How about go back to when Diggs is there? How many how many snaps in the slot? I mean, is he going? Is he basically him? He and Jefferson have been out wide. But he can play in the slot. 300 is not a small number. So the last year Diggs was there, he played 477 snaps out wide, 517 in the slot. I'm saying. Yeah. He can do both. Yep. Okay. I I like this idea of future Bills receiver Adam Thielen. Future Bills. Oh, you pair him with a rookie? Yes. And then I'm saying. All right, you got Diggs. Are we, tra- are we trading Davis? Yeah. Are we Sal- doing the Davis Giants thing? Let's bring Sal Capaccio okay. into this. Sal, how about that fit? Adam Thielen? So I'm listening, and I just saw an article written by uh, Ian Wharton, I think it is. Okay. Yeah. Let me see who wrote it. Pro Football Network. Oh, sorry, I Ian Valentio. I'm so sorry. Ian Valentio, but it is Pro Football Network, but another Ian. Um, and he literally wrote when he talked about he did not give numbers – but he talked about the fits for teams that did not list the Bills. One of them is the Browns, and he says, the complete lack of depth behind those two means the Browns have to consider the benefit of a slot specialist who brings a great skill set. Hmm. Referring to Thielen. So they refer to him as a, sl- a slot specialist. I, I That's do, what he refers to him as. Yeah, I mean, he's not played, I'm looking, last three seasons, really since Diggs has left. He's never played more than 30% in the slot. But when Diggs was there, he it, played more in the slot than he did out wide. Isn't I mean, isn't he a better version of Beasley? Um, he's a more much more complete. He's bigger. Sure. He's bigger. He's, he's bigger. Six two, he's bigger. He's faster. He's more explosive. That's what I would wonder. He has been. He's 33. The, but but again, like for for Beasley's role, I don't even necessarily need the him to be as explosive as he was, yep. right? I just need I mean, him to be still good at running routes and the soft you know my, zone and whatnot. My big question, like if he and Diggs are tight, yeah, then that could be just a very good example of like I'll go play with Diggs again. And I hear nothing but great things about Josh Allen. Like yep. this, this, and if this is probably this might be my last last team. crack at a title. So yeah, let me go for it. You want to hear who they list in this article that I'm reading sure, as sure. like potential landing spots? Uh, five teams that should sign Adam Thielen. This is from Pro Football Network. First, the Jets, then the Browns, then the Cowboys, then of course the Chiefs, and then the Giants. <laughs> yeah. Those are some wide receiver hungry teams. The Giants and the Chiefs definitely are wide receiver hungry. <clears throat> The Jets wide receiver hunger? I don't think so, but Jets, I know, right? Well, like Elijah they, Moore, I they think might he's move on from this year. They might move on from Elijah Moore, Denzel Mims. Right? That that might be why. And so, right, because I'm thinking of Elijah Moore as like he's good, but he had a rocky yeah. relationship with them last year. Um, and actually, you know what? This this can get to the Jets just in general. We give them a lot of credit 
for their skill position players and like why Rodgers would want to go there and they maybe even they're not too far off the bills if Garrett Wilson takes a giant step forward which he's definitely capable of they save Corey Davis is in the third year of his three-year contract with the Jets he's an 11 million dollar cap hit the dead cap figure is six hundred thousand dollars they might need to cut him I don't I don't know what their current cap situation is they're clearing space and they got to fit $60 million of Rodgers in at some point. So you might have to take Davis out of the equation. You might have to take Elijah Moore out of the equation. And then they're left with Garrett Wilson, and that's it. Yeah. Randall Cobb. Uh, they're, not, they're not moving out from Elijah Moore. I'd be stunned if that happened. He did come back. Okay. Like, didn't they patch that over? And he's really good. Yeah, they did. And he's right. cheap on a rookie deal. He, he, he demanded a trade, and they said no. So once you've gotten past that, right. I mean, right? Like, why would you cave now? I guess is the question. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't see any scenario there moving on okay. from Elijah Moore. But I mean, I guess anything's possible, right? Um, they did cut Braxton Berrios yesterday. So, and of course, the Chiefs are in the mix for everyone who gets met. Who? Yeah. Gets yep. released, so who's a skill position player? One thing about Thielen here. I mean, I don't know if it's the best idea. It's definitely a worthy idea. It's a. It's also a cost controlled idea, right? Like, uh, how cheap will he be? Because here's the thing. It's a very thin wide receiver free agent class. It's Jacoby Myers is the best. Right. Thielen had a cap hit of about $20 million and did not take a pay cut from the Vikings. So he did not feel the need to either take a pay cut or restructure. Instead, thinking, if I just get released, I'll get paid. He, or he, would he, he take a pay cut? All, this, article, this article has him saying something similar to a closer to the $10 million range that other decent number two or high-end three receivers get. Okay. Well, the other thing is, would he take a pay cut from a team like the Chiefs or the Bills? But he wouldn't from the Vikings. It's a That's good, interesting. That's yeah. right. That's always a good question. Because he could have gotten to a point where he said... He, it depends what he wants. If he wants another big contract, or like not even if it's short term, then the Vikings were giving him to that. He also could have wanted out of Minnesota because he's been there forever. And does he ha- would he have any reason to believe they're any closer to winning a Super Bowl? So if he thinks this is it, I might have one or two years left at being productive. So if I'm going to win a Super Bowl, I got to do it now. So that's how he gets out of Minnesota. Yep. Okay. Well, we'll keep an eye on it. It's Add him to the list of potential ideas at receiver. Extra point show on the way. Sal, not sure if you saw the uh, New York Daily News. Pat Leonard suggesting, could the Giants call the Bills about Gabe Davis? That's a juicy little idea. Instead of an extension, you know, you make a trade if you if that's something that could be an appetite for the Bills. Anyway, happy Friday. We're back Monday morning. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the snow, three, four inches. And happy birthday to my daughter, Dylan, my son, Knox. They turn two tomorrow. Astronaut party tomorrow. To the moon astronaut party. Nice. Yep. Happy birthday, kids. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.